0: What's up basketball fans? My name is Jason Mart, here with my boy Andy Cordell, and this is 808s and Fast Breaks, a weekly basketball discussion that rarely ends up being about just basketball. Hola amigo. <laughs>
1: Como
0: Huh? Eh? <laughs> wow! at <laughs> in Spanish.
1: You know we all play it around. We all know we play it
0: around. Como estasso.
1: I know, right? Always add the o at the end.
0: That's beautiful. You're, you're a, you're a, your 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 flair—the way you roll your, your your Rs that were weren't in there—just <laughs> bonísimo. Mm.
1: Mm. Beautiful. beautiful
0: um but uh episode cuarenta y tres is in session
1: Ooh. Ooh. shout out to <laughs> shout out to spanish in high school man shout this out to episode... senora bateman oh my god what a name what a name
0: <laughs> Throwback back oh, to like man. seventh grade it's crazy um but yeah if you couldn't tell from the last uh 60 seconds here there's really no agenda for this podcast um mm-hmm. Since we last recorded, um, a lot has happened in the basketball world. Derek White hit his tip-in buzzer beater in game six over the Miami Heat. Forced that game seven. Boston shot the bed in that game seven. (laughs) Uh, We saw a Miami-Denver finals matchup that through two games, I thought could have surprised us all and was highly competitive. And then... Lo and behold, Denver wins the next three games. Jokic has a playoff record for the books, like just a playoff season for the books. Mm-hmm. Um, and now we're here. It's nine days until the NBA draft. <laughs> Life comes at you fast. Yes. Um, so we'll, we'll, we'll just kind of keep, we'll just have a real true Friend basketball discussion. So to you, Andy, uh what is what is uh the one or two things that this this playoff run, this NBA season 2022, 2023, how will it be remembered? Mm. Is there one thing that sticks out?
1: Yeah, I think Wow, that's kind of like Super open ended, but like if we were to really like count it down, at least for me on uh I think the two things. I think on the east, I think clearly Miami coming out of the east, not only was that just nobody was expecting that, but also they're extreme overachievers. Um, I want to give Miami their flowers for even making it there in the first place. Cause they had to go through an all out war, you know, going down in a play-in game. And basically their season on the line. And of course, like at the end of the day, injuries are a thing, but injuries are a thing for every team. So we don't want to use that as an excuse. Miami went out there and they performed and they made it this far. So congratulations to them. Um, And then I will also say this on kind of the West side. Truly. I think the West playoffs was an amazing battle. Like everywhere. I think every round was exciting. Like, and ultimately i think ironically even though denver has just won a championship and i think everyone would probably say they're probably favorites to at least make the finals again if everything goes right i do think that next year with teams coming in that denver is going to have just a heart of as a time playing ultimately the competitions you know They kind of swamped a lot of their competition, but I think next year, I think Denver's going to have a run for their money. Um, And I'm really excited to see that because we're entering the season as like consensus. I think everyone in the basketball world kind of agrees right now that Jokic is on top. And I think with that, there's going to be a lot of people aiming for his head. And I'm, I'm super excited for that because I don't think Jokic is not going to perform. I think we're going to see another historic crazy out of world season from Jokic. And it's just a matter of in the off season with Denver with some of these really major pieces that were key contributors for their team. Let's see if they can bring them back and let's see if Denver can keep this run going. That's my two things.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, I completely agree. want to, Kind of echo what you said about Miami because I was totally gonna forget to say that,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: it is kind of impressive what they've been able to do. Uh, like you mentioned, being on the brink of of their season ending in a freaking playoff game and or play-in game, and then coming to the NBA Finals is is wildly impressive, like you said. And then mm-hmm. the other thing that's kind of crazy um, in the West, like you said, you said you think it's going to be highly competitive next year. Mm-hmm. I do think um, so. I kind of think it's Denver's to lose. Like, I think that's really easy to say a day after the team wins the championship. Right, but right, yes. Like, it kind of goes through Denver. Like, it really feels like um, how the Warriors felt in, like, 2014, 2015. Right. You know? Right, um, right, right, They're young. They have their Curry, you know, their unorthodox guy that's, is unstoppable and at the height of his powers. That's the right now. Uh, he's only 28. I think Murray's only 24, 25, clearly playing his best basketball. Michael Porter had his best game of the playoffs. I think in that last, in that game five mm-hmm. series clincher, um, Aaron Gordon is playing in his prime. Like they seem to have good depth. We'll see if they can bring back guys like Bruce Brown, but doesn't even really matter. You know, like, I think I just think they're going to be a really really good team and when you look at it too like they just they just went through the playoffs and they were 16 and 4. And that kind of yeah. puts them through like puts them up with like pretty elite company. Yeah. Um like the the 2016 Cavs were 16 and 5 in their in their in their finals run. Obviously yeah. came back from three of those losses being in the finals, but um they came into the finals what is that 12 and 3 they didn't lose to the Lakers they swept the Lakers they only lost two to the Suns and one flukey game to the Timberwolves It kind of took a like a wild once in a like out of body Devin Booker Kevin Durant experience to actually beat this team
1: right they both dropped 30 right that game yeah and yeah, Booker was, was shooting
0: crazy. like 80% from the field like those yeah, two it games yeah you know, scoring over 40 so when I look at it through that lens there's like you can kind of flip it right and say well you know like there's going to be some really good teams Denver proved they're a really good team cuz they beat really good teams but also you can kind of flip it and say were they even really challenged like <laughs> at least this no. year not I can't speak for next year cuz I do agree with you that it will be right. fun to watch but at right. some level it felt like no team had an answer for Jokic and mm-hmm. they were semi unchallenged and once they made it through the west they were kind of a shoe in to beat the heat. I kind of think that's how, unfortunately this season will get its asterisk, you know, like uh, I think I was actually listening back to a podcast. Me and you did last year when the Warriors won Mm -hmm. and something that me and you talked about was that every year gets its asterisk, you know, yep. Yep. In the history book, like last year, um, that was the, the like the Steph Curry goes nuclear, right? And then uh, Tatum T- Tatum was too young, right? You kind of like... Or like the Taylor Brown disappear completely. You just say, well, maybe the Celtics weren't really the deserving team. They were... Uh, Jimmy Butler missed three away, you know, in the conference finals, game seven. Maybe it should have been them. That was kind of fluky. Right. right. You can go right. back in the bubble and... Ah, well, it should have... It, it was only them, the Lakers, because they were old and they had that rest time to come back and everyone was healthy for the bubble. Like the the Durant stepped on the line a couple years ago, all this different stuff. Right. And I kind of think this, this one will be remembered as this weird Miami team came against a juggernaut and the nuggets. And it was just kind of easy for them. Not not that any of the players would describe it, but that's how it'll get remembered. I think.
1: Yeah. I'm in complete agreeance and like just, we could like talk about the finals a little bit, but I think there's honestly, it just kind of sucks. Cause there's not really like too much to really talk about. Ultimately Miami like started going cold um, when it wasn't, you know, the time to, I also think it's weird, but this year <laughs> when I watch the nuggets play, like that is like true team basketball. Like, you know what I mean? It's a beautiful game of basketball. like, You know, the ball movement is absolutely amazing. The amount of people that cut hard on that team, knowing that they're not going to get a ball, but just to create space is an amazing thing with Jokic being able to dissect a defense, right? Like, and I have to give Aaron Gordon his flowers. He really showed up this finals too. Like he's, he's being put on like the craziest defensive assignments I've seen in a very long time in a playoff run, you know, from like every single series he went out there and he was like, nah, don't worry about my offense. I'll get, you know, I'll get like three, four donks and, but I'll like be the primary defender. Um, And that was just an amazing thing to see. Um, And, and then Miami's ends, uh, t- you know, like that's going to be the asterisk for them, right? Like when Jimmy tweaked his ankle, but like, we can't be using that because Jamal hurt his ankle. Like, nicolos stepped on somebody's foot and he looked like he was kind of like shaken up from that ultimately i think uh denver was just like an all-around better offensive juggernaut and uh it just really sucks that like i've been reading a lot of the comments about the finals right and i think it's extremely disrespectful for a lot of people to be like oh this is the worst finals ever this finals is not going to be remembered nobody cares like and i'm like no like these guys all played fucking hard and crazy. The fact that Miami even took a game, in my opinion, uh, blew my mind. And it was in Denver. It was game two. It was a series yeah. till game three. Like, that was you know? a
0: super exciting game. Like, came it was down so to fun. The, came down to a Jamal Murray missed step back three that very easily could have gone in. Right.
1: right, And and Jimmy on that play too, he knew exactly the Jamal and Jokic pick and roll was coming. So he stayed on Jokic to get the switch onto Jamal to make that play happen. I mean, there was like beautiful defensive plays coming into to the series and it was super exciting. But I think, I think it's really easy for people to be like, oh, in the moment, right after it's done. Oh yeah, that finals was garbage. It's like, no, we were all on our seats till game three. You know what I mean? We all kind of felt like it was it was really something. And um I just don't I, I was just kind of like pissed at the disrespect that was going towards Miami in the finals. That, you know, like they beat the number one team in in both conferences. They beat Milwaukee. Like we were thinking Milwaukee was gonna make the finals this year. Uh, which I they think they were my
0: pick to win the championship. Like
1: same. Same. Uh but like ultimately like Miami was the better team there. So, like, what what are we going to say until next yeah. year, right? No, that's, like.
0: that's how it goes, man. I think, like, I think sometimes, um, and I think me and you are sometimes guilty of this as well. We're not perfect, but um, it kind of, we we get sucked into the narrative of it instead of the actual game sometimes. Right. You know, right. like, excited to talk about it more than actually talk, like, watching the game. Mm-hmm. And this was the ser- one of the series where I kind of just was excited to watch, like, Genuinely from like a basketball perspective, can will the zone work? Like will Spolster's zone work? Like it, so
1: fun. How so how cool. are they gonna
0: break it? Like watching their zone, like Denver's zone offense with Jokic in the middle was really cool. Um watching some of the the defense, the Kyle Lowry resurgence, like yep. um KCP having just like clutch shot after clutch shot seemingly, um, Porter's redemption, I mentioned, right. Having a, just a God awful series and then having a, an awesome game five and showing his value in other ways aside from scoring, which I think would be the last guy you'd expect to see that from. Right. So there's just like, it's a lot of cool little things, right? You had, um, even Deandre Jordan like played and like had to put out some good minutes because Jokic was in foul trouble. his last yep. game. So like. It's kind of like how we were talking about the Denver Lakers series, how the Lakers didn't even win a game, but every single one of those games were pretty close and fun to watch and came down to the last few minutes in the fourth quarter before Denver would pull away. Um, And those sometimes are just the fun games to watch. Like not every super fun game is the Derek White buzzer beater, you know, or ends in a last shot, play go ahead chance. Sometimes it's just the little nuances and matchups are like the fun part of the game. <laughs> totally. That, that was that was just totally. kind of one of those. And that's not <clears throat> sexy and not going to get a headline, but that's just uh, how the series felt for me.
1: No, I, I'm in agreeance. That's the one thing too, is like, I think it's really hard to be objective. Like you said, we get wrapped up in the narrative, right? Like if we just look at Denver's playoff run and we just looked at box scores and we just looked at like what happened, you know, like we could say like, Oh, yeah, like Denver, like absolutely dominated, which they did. But a lot of the games were closer than like people think, you know, and it's just like, you know, like give kudos to Denver, too, for like actually pulling away in the clutch. You and know, being I mean? able to
0: close close games, like <laughs> close I think that's what you that's what a champion does. They did it throughout every single round. So, yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a very fitting champion. Yeah. yeah. One thing I do need to point out, which is fucking crazy. Mm hmm. Jokic scored more points than anyone in the NBA playoffs this season. He rebounded yeah. more re- more shots than anyone in the playoffs this season. He assisted more more baskets than anyone in the playoffs this season. He's the first player in NBA history to ever do that.
1: No, like when I saw that, because like it popped right after the finals, right? That's like with, with all the counting stats. That that just shows how like more leaps and bounds ahead as a player he is. And I I think counting stats, you have to take it with a grain of salt, obviously, because so much of the game runs through Yoke, which is fine, but it's still crazy.
0: I think think sometimes you have to look at the context of the stats first. And when you go, Mm -hmm. okay, if it's on Charlotte this season, you know, leading in all those categories wouldn't matter. Just mentioning right. that team because Lamelo might have done that. I'm not sure, um, or was pretty close to doing it. I bet, but that doesn't mean jack shit, like you're saying. Context right. do not mean nothing. In the yeah. fucking finals, in the playoffs for the last two months, doing that is absolutely wild. Um, yeah, and like the fact that LeBron never did that, or Jordan never did that, or Kobe, Bird never did it, or Tim, anyone, Magic, nobody, right? Yeah, like nobody. Did. That is, he's literally in a league of his own right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mentioned Jokic and kind of put the spotlight on him because I'm assuming you watched the celebrations a little bit. And oh his my interviews god, loved and whatnot. It's all the clips. Loved it. Yeah, he he is fucking awesome, man. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah. watching someone treat their job how like we treat our jobs. Oh, it's crazy. But his job is to play basketball in front of millions of people. And he just so happens to be literally the best in the world at his job. (laughs) All he wants to do is go home. It's so funny. Yeah, he's like, when's the parade? Thursday? Yeah, when's the parade? I have to go home. I have to go home.
1: (laughs) You're like, you know what? amazing, man. That's dope. That is dope. Not nah, j- dude, and then yeah, did you see the,
0: the the thing that he said too, like on the court after? And he's like, Well, no one, nobody likes their job. Do you see that oh, clip? I didn't see, I did not see that. He clip. literally, like, full quote. I don't remember what he said right after, but he, he basically said, You know, like, you probably don't like your job. People don't really like their jobs. That's like how this is. Like, I just, we do this. I just, the job is done now. Like, that's when he said, The job is done. We can go home now.
1: Oh, that. Crazy, yeah. Because I saw that clip that you know, you know, he's like, "Yeah, the job's done." Maybe we Dude, he just home. conquered
0: the like, NBA, and he did he didn't he didn't leave. He didn't care about the MVP trophy. Which, granted, this is a person with their perspectives and head screwed on straight. All he right. cared about was celebrating with his his little girl, yep. his daughter, and his wife, and his and his teammates. And his and his and teammates. And like you did, saw, he, the, did you see He could care less about that MVP trophy.
1: Yeah, did you see him and Jamal going into the pool?
0: Yeah, that cannonball. Like, and then, uh, what was it yeah. Aaron Gordon or Michael Porter? Cannonball.
1: Cannonball. Yeah. I was like, that's kind of fruity. You don't Dude, have to like a, announce that, but <laughs>
0: just a genuinely wholesome team celebration. I think that's one of the coolest, uh, coolest ones that I've seen. Cause you know, you'll always see the goggles and this champagne spraying and, you know, this grown men acting like children because they do play a kids' game <laughs> for right. millions of dollars. Uh, but this one felt just like super gratifying to watch, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I
1: think I think a lot of that too comes from it being like extremely organic, right? Like the fact that the two best players in this series were people that Denver drafted, and but didn't even with give the
0: Warriors, it didn't. I don't think their early championships felt quite like this, you know, like mm-hmm. in terms of the yeah. the celebration. It gets different.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I'm in agreement with you. I I think, but I think that's why. Like, I did say though, like I know Golden State was like homegrown too, obviously with like all of them. But like, I also feel like too. Maybe this is just my perspective, but out of everyone, like other than the veterans that I'm happy for, like Ish and like Jeff getting a one, you know, that's like awesome. I'm really happy for Jamal Murray. Like you saw after those the clips. Injury. Yeah. You saw those clips where he was talking to the owner and he was like, you know, you could have gone in a different direction, but you chose to like have faith in me, you know? And it's just like, that is like what sports is about. Like at the end of the day, you know, you have faith in people to go out, perform and leave it all on the floor. And you could never tell me that Jamal didn't leave it on the floor this run. It was insane. Like what he did, because like it's hard to compare against Yoke right? Cause he kind of does everything, but Jamal ain't no slouch. And I think he's definitely shot himself up to the upper echelon of the NBA. And I'm not trying to say that with recency bias, like his performance is just outright impeccable in the playoffs.
0: I could not agree more. I think um, I'll have to look at it. I'm I've been meaning to now that the season's over. I'm going to revisit my, um my top players list. Um, So I'll kind of see where he ends up, but I I am thinking he has to kind of be slotted around the twenty to twenty-five point. Yep. And I think Jokic is now the undisputed number one. Number one. I mm-hmm. believe I had him at number two. Mm. Um when the season started. I'd have to look at it. Let's look right now actually. Top fifty, Giannis one, Jokic two, Curry three, Embiid four is how I landed going into this season. Um, how do you, how do you, what do you think the top five should be, or what's your top five players now that the season's over? Maybe an interesting way to, to recap the season, too.
1: I definitely, and I say this albeit with the caveat that I still think we need to give Giannis one more year to prove himself. The possible, so are get you going to keep him at one? No, no, I'm, but Giannis is two, but he's like a one B to me right now still because I want to give him more time I'd put him
0: I'd put him at two
1: yeah so it'd be like yeah I'm right there with you Jokic Giannis with the chance to be able to prove himself there the third best player in the NBA this is where things get a little tricky because I'm not really sure anymore I think is Kevin up there is Kevin up there? Is he a top I've, three? I,
0: can, can I can I make a, a sweeping statement? Sure. I am, and this probably comes back to bite me in the ass. So right. glad I'm saying it, um, recorded on the internet. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't. I think Kevin Durant's time as the true number one is kind of done.
1: Oh no, I don't think that's crazy. I don't think that's crazy. No. But is he top three?
0: No, I mean, like, I don't even think he's the number one option on his team anymore kind of player. Oh. I kind of think it's like LeBron.
1: Mm, I know.
0: Where, like, not having him in your top eight players, kind of crazy. Top ten, maybe even for Braun now. Right? But I do think he's entering that phase of his career. Kevin Durant has had... Two, three major, major lower body injuries. He's about to be thirty-five, entering his fifteenth or sixteenth season. So, I mean, I think we just kind of need to put that in perspective a little bit. Like, of course, he's still Kevin Durant, right? But I mean, he's he's older now. <laughs> I don't think we can just like this is something that always bothers me about the li- these lists always has. We're just going to, like, like we blindly put LeBron down as number one for so long
1: mm-hmm. while, like,
0: it was pretty clear that Giannis was ahead of him and Jokic went ahead of him and Embiid went ahead of him. Kawhi was ahead of him. Durant, Tatum. It, probably. Durant, Tatum. Like, all those guys are ahead of LeBron down. I just think it's, like, kind of dumb when we talk about, like, LeBron and AD, the Lakers have two top 10 players in the league. Like, do they, though? Like, I think that's maybe two top 15 players in the league now. So we just, like, I think that, that that conversation gets kind of stuck in the point of time where we started having it, you know? Right, right. Like, I think with the, the Lakers example, like, we we keep talking about them like they're the two top five player duo, which is true in 2020.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: But not anymore. And we just need to kind of look at it like that. Like, I think, I think Devin Booker might be ahead of Kevin Durant and the best players in the world right now.
1: I mean, that, that might be Christ, recency
0: but... bias, right? So I'll I'll go out I'll give give that a caveat. But like right. I think that that discussion right. is um, way more in play than it has been in recent years. To where mm-hmm. I think like Luca is ahead of KD. I think that's pretty obvious. That's fair.
1: Yeah, I think so too. I think yeah.
0: Tatum probably has to be ahead of KD at this point.
1: Right. I mean, oh my god, I can't believe I totally forgot about Luca because you just and didn't I, make. The and playoffs I think Embiid.
0: I think Embiid and Curry are both ahead of Durant.
1: Durant. And I'd say all of them are probably ahead of Braun, too, yep. um, at his age, you know. So, you know what? Now that I just thought about it, Luca's probably three for me.
0: Yeah, I think he'd be three. I think, Tat- I think I'd go Tatum four.
1: And I'd say Steph at five.
0: Yeah, or you could flip that, actually. I think Tatum five.
1: Tatum five. Yeah, and then I feel like whoever's five, it could tween between Embiid, too, because I think Embiid definitely has to be like up there as a top five player. Yeah. I mean I mean the man's I mean you could go Tatum six. Tatum six. But yeah, like we kind of got a general idea of what we're looking at as kind of going into the season, like what we're kind of seeing. And you know, personally for me, I I definitely do fall in line sometimes with that, especially with the LeBron narrative, just because out of all the players, he was the one that got me into basketball the most. Yeah,
0: yeah. um, You're gonna have the the emotional attachment will always be there. Yeah. Like what I have with Kobe.
1: Exactly. And I will say this. There are times and there are definitely stretches where LeBron can be a top five player. But consensusly throughout a season, I think those days are gone. Uh, but that just shows a testament to his greatness at his age, like what he can do. I mean, the, the guy was t- he was averaging 30. Like, you know what I mean? Like it is like, holy shit, the yeah. man's averaging 30. He has to be a top five player. But no, for a stretch, maybe for a stretch. He doesn't have the burn it for it anymore.
0: Oh, I'm with you. Um, uh, just because I have my top 50 list pulled up um, some f- names that are funny to look at where they are on the list right now. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I had Jamal Murray at 38 going into the season, which I don't think was rude. Yeah. Um, some players around that range that I had, I had, um, I had them between Fred Van Vliet and Darius Garland. That's pretty mm. embarrassing.
1: <laughs> oh, by the way, I have my, uh, I have my top fifty lists for the twenty twenty two twenty three NBA season. Holy shit, dude!
0: Is it is it? It's bad to look back at sometimes. I think, I think I leaned well, a little too heavy on one num one number stats, advanced metrics.
1: I think if um, I was gonna
0: do this again, I would, I would rethink that. Like my, my method, what I weighted more heavily.
1: Well, at the time, I will say go, entering twenty twenty two and twenty three. There was a lot of caveats, obviously. Like LeBron, for me, was at five, and Davis was at nine.
0: I had LeBron uh, at seven and Davis at eleven.
1: At eleven, I had Tatum at eleven. Yeah, it's
0: it's kind of weird. I had weird Tatum at about. nine. Yeah. I had Durant at eight and LeBron at seven. So
1: I had Durant at six. I had Kawhi Leonard at
0: eight. So th- so that's is interesting with Kevin Durant, right? If you had him at six, yeah where did you have Booker
1: i had Booker at 16
0: I had him at 14 Yep. so let's, let's just let's just kind of play the game let's right. just play the game you had him, right. you had Booker at 16 who'd you have at 15 go going down all the way to 10
1: <sighs> okay so I'll go 15 down to 10 so at 15 I had Harden
0: okay do we think do we think Booker is better than Harden now I think
1: I think so yeah
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. okay 14 George but I think Booker is better than Paul George do you agree?
1: Yeah. 13, I had Jimmy Butler.
0: Okay, we'll, we'll leave that for now. Who do you have at 12? Trae Young. Okay, I think Booker is better than Trae Young.
1: I do. Okay, And then, yeah, I had Tatum at 11, and then at 10, I had Lillard.
0: I had Lillard at 10 as well. So, I mean, I kind of think that Booker has to be in that 11-12 range.
1: I think minimum he has to i mean yeah. this, dude dude what he was doing in the playoffs like was absolutely insane like i don't think i saw somebody shot crazier like the way he gets his shots too it's not like they're like easy buckets
0: only you know Jokic. I mean? only Jokic made crazier Jokic. shots this this playoff run
1: it was insane so i i do have to agree like in agreement. like minimum bookers 11 in the league minimum like he and he's probably pushing towards more within the eight to ten range i think i think he's proven that no i think so yeah
0: so mm. i'm gonna use this as a chance to to make the segue to we um 30 minute mark here in the in the recording we both have dame at 10 do you think dame is still a top 10 player in the nba i think yes
1: yes Mm-mm. I'm not. I'm not. And I, this is not coming from a Blazers. Fa- no, nah, dude. Dame is a top ten
0: player. Okay, I'm liking the passion. I'm liking no, how defensive you just got. Here. That I, I even said it.
1: If someone doesn't have Dame in their top ten, I'm gonna be like, I guess it's probably because you don't watch any games.
0: East Coast. That's East Coast bias right there.
1: That's East Coast bias, baby. Dude, Dame is different, <laughs> man.
0: But all right, all right. I bring it up. I bring it up because the Blazers have. I think some franchise-altering decisions to make in the next oh. week and a half.
1: Hey, we got some news. We got some fucking news. We go into the Blazers now. Oh god. Oh god. I'll add some effects or something in there. I'll make a yeah. build
0: up. All right. It's Blazers talk for the rest of the podcast.
1: Oh my god. Okay. Now you got me. We're just sweating. we're
0: geeking. We're but let's do it. Oh, okay. So. Okay i've i've thought of some options
1: okay is this accounting for like information that we've been given because i'm sure we kind of are on the same yeah. page of what's so, been do you want to recap
0: kind of all the rumors stuff that's yeah. out there right so um
1: unrealistic shit we can start with yeah. that first dame's not going dame. to miami
0: not happy dame is dame is probably not going to miami probably yeah. not getting traded period
1: yeah i just don't think it's possible man
0: so let's say, okay, let's say that uh, the, from all the information that we have, right. I think the only way that we could feel that a Dame trade is coming is if they make that number three pick and they say they're keeping the pick after they make it. Absolutely. absolutely. I think that's the only way as Blazers fans, we look at it and go, oh shit, it's real. Mm-hmm. The ask out is probably coming in the next couple of days, right? Right. With free agency right. coming up. Right. So, okay, glad we agree on that. Um rumors at the top of the draft. Obviously, Wemby going one. There's a big debate between Brandon Miller and Scoot Henderson. Yep. At that two spot and that three spot. Those are yep. it's those two players. Um Charlotte picking two, Blazers picking three. The the Charlotte Hornets seemingly might move out of that two spot as well. There's a lot of interest for the number two. There's interest from the Pelicans who really want Scoot Henderson. Um, I think the best fit with the current team right now would probably be a Brandon Miller. But that's I assuming he's an immediate contributor because they just need the wing. But Scoot Henderson, I think, can we agree as higher upside?
1: Yeah, I I also do think Scoot is someone that you can build your offensive around. I think Brandon Miller can be And like amazing number
0: two. Can I say with Brandon Miller, I've I've thought long and hard about it. I think if he, everything pans out perfectly, you get Chris Middleton.
1: With a little bit more athleticism. Mm -hmm. Yep. Okay. I'm there with you. Yep. I can see it. I can see
0: it. I keep seeing the Paul George comps and like, I just, I don't, I'm not ready to go there. I think Chris Middleton is a, a nice spot. Like half a tier down from Paul George, right? Still an All right. Star, still a great yeah. player. Yeah, gonna score twenty twenty five points in this league on good efficiency. Um, and then with Scoot, you could you could be getting pre injury D Rose. You could be getting no. You that's, could be getting Russell Westbrook in OKC. That's the uh,
1: that's the comp that everyone is trying to lean towards a little bit more. But the one thing that's interesting, right, is what we're hoping for is that if he does play a season, he's probably not going to be shooting the greatest, but we could say the same thing that happened with D Rose first year. Didn't have that much of a jump shot next season. He came out with a bang and had a very consistent midi. Of course the game's going to change. So he'll probably have at least a reasonable shot, maybe long twos, maybe start pushing towards threes. And if you have that dude, he's a freak athlete, man. It freaks me out a little bit.
0: Um The just... shot looks pretty good in the games that I've seen uh from Ignite, G League Ignite mm-hmm. too.
1: Yeah, I've watched G League Ignite highlights, and honestly, he's just got a feel for the game that I just it's very enticing to see from a like a young player. You know what I mean? Just not shaken yeah. at all.
0: Chris Paul esque in that in that standpoint too. Mm-hmm. The in, like the instincts and feel for the game. Right. Um so let's let's put the blazers under the microscope now. Okay. You've been someone that has championed the, the trade dame hit the reset, but hit the big red button and reset, right? Yep. Um, so we're not, we're not, we're not going to assess this from a dame angle. We talked about dame a little bit, obviously, great player, top 10 player in this league. Yep. Just looking at the blazers, what makes the blazers better? Would you, what? oof, we're going to kind of do it from the bottom of the pyramid, right? The okay, the wide decisions and then narrow it down from there what do we do so okay. we'll kind of flip the pyramid and work our way down so okay. the big broad decision that we need to make we are now the gms of the portland trailblazers are we going to keep that pick or are we going to trade that pick
1: we have to keep it man that's
0: interesting. we have to
1: keep it well this is how i see it because okay like if we don't keep it I know obviously that there are rumors, especially with it's it's kind of really the three-headed triangle, right? You got the Hornets, Portland, and Pelicans. Pelicans want to move up in order to take um our pick. That's what it's sounding like. If well, there's Miller a lot of saying. other
0: options, I, I'm well, let I'm gonna pose the options here in a minute because I have a lot like I've like almost half a dozen different things they could do but just from general standpoint why would you keep the in your scenario you keep Dame and you keep the current lineup you, you can you keep the third pick what are yeah. the moves that they're making around Dame the third pick and the other pieces like what is what does our starting lineup look like what do you see for the team in that in that world
1: well right now if we do keep the pick See, but that was my caveat is like, obviously we keep the pick for talent and my explorations are not to keep Dame. If we're trying to keep... No, let's pick, look
0: at it. We're keeping Dame. We just decided that Okay. Earlier. So
1: we'll keep Dame. We'll keep Dame.
0: Do you <laughs> see a world where we keep Dame and keep this pick? That's kind of what I'm getting at.
1: No. No, I don't.
0: Okay. So let's operate under the assumption that we're going to keep Dame. Because I think Dame, I think Dame, I think um, that's what they're gonna operate under until Dame informs them, and we get the Chris Haynes tweet, you know, <laughs> right that he wants to out. I think they're operating under the sense that he would like to stay. They have oh, to be. That's a smart business. You it's know? just
1: smart business, yeah.
0: And I think that's. I think we would be foolish to explore that. That we can talk about it after, but like. We're putting our GM hats on. I think we're wanting to keep Dame the alert, right?
1: Right. Yeah. No, I mean it's unless
0: I mean you can give me the other version of it, I guess. Now Uh,
1: no, because I want to keep Dame. I think there that's that's always it. Like I love Dame as a player. I just don't think our organization will have enough moves in order for us
0: to get the pieces. Because is there is there a Simons and twenty three pick move? Well, is there I've a heard... Nurk and 23rd pick move where you can keep three, keep Dame, get Brandon Miller, and you have a lineup of Lillard, Sharp, um, Brandon Miller, Jeremy Grant, and you maybe are able to trade like Nurk and 23 for a Nick Nick Claxton.
1: That's what I was just about to say. I was like, you're going to say Nick Claxton because I like that movie.
0: Dude, I'm, I'm plugged in right now, dude. I'm going to yeah. give you every article yeah. you've seen.
1: No, okay. So, yeah, I've definitely heard the Nick's Claxton talk just because Bro- Brooklyn was relevant in the conversation, right? Uh, that's mm-hmm. another dark horse contender for Brooklyn. Obviously, they got a lot of picks um, from, from the Phoenix trade. Um, that could possibly be a thing. But how I also see it is I feel like... The two major pieces that I think are a problem for our team, just in terms of like Chem and moving forward offensively, is going to be one Nurk and two Ampherne. I think we're really guard heavy and if we go deep, and this is under the assumption that we draft Brandon Miller, which I think I think in my world, we keep Dame. That's how who we have to go for. We need another long wing, like because ultimately I think Jeremy, especially for his size is not a huge rebounding presence, right? He's not going to go Agreed. up and crash the boards. So I think you're hoping you wanna... Shaden
0: Sharp is a little bit in this right. case. Right, and,
1: and I mean, it's, he's clearly shown like he's not afraid to go for rebounds or go to the cup at all. So you you now have Shaden Sharp, who's like 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six tweener between a two and a three at times. And then you can push for Brandon Miller, Jeremy. Then you have enough length that I feel like the boards could be distributed a little bit better, especially if like two of them are boxing out like, you know, Hey, switch turns like that. And I can see a world of that happening. But my question to you is like, where is the value of having Nurk on another team right now? Like I want to, I want to explore that. um, Because ultimately I still think in a world that we draft Brandon Miller, if we can get that pick, we can move Anthony to the bench and he could be our sixth man.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, I think that that's there. I think, I, I think, um, uh, when you're attaching that twenty, you know, a, an early twenties pick and potentially a future pick, well, along with Nurk, I think a Brooklyn's going to be interested in that. Just a team that's, I think, any team that's stockpiling assets is going to be interested in, albeit one that's injury prone, but a center that has, you know, has some talent. And I think if you're giving, if you're giving Nurk twenty minutes a game on a, on a decent team, like he's, he's one of the best backup bigs you could probably have.
1: Yeah, which I agree. So I, agree. I, I I don't
0: I don't think there's going to be a shortage of value for Nurk. I just think that with Dame he's not a great fit, especially defensively, and we've seen it for years. Like I don't I don't want to do the the Nurk thing again, you know. Right. I think that's just a big part of it is like let's just recoup any value we can get at this point. He's a good cost-controlled center. He's someone who you know what you're going to get from uh, when he's healthy and will make you better, like he's never going to make your team worse, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do think that's where, like, a Brooklyn could be interested, a team that already has, like, a lot of switchability and lanky wings. Probably a team that likes Nurk, especially in, like, I said, in that backup five role. Um, right. Right. Not saying that they would immediately want to move off Claxton. Like, I think we need to provide some value there if that's what the Blazers want to do. Um, but there's something there. Um, and then I also think that there's something like there's something with the Spurs, you know. There's all this talk about how Wemby isn't going to play the five right away, and he's going to need a big body next to him. Mm. I don't think I don't think that that's Zach Collins, you know, in mm. San Antonio. So I do think that they're probably going to invest, whether it be a, via trade or in the free agent market. I do think the Spurs are probably going to be looking for like a Nurk type player, you know, because they have. They have the rim protection. They're gonna get a seven foot six wingspan coming in. <laughs> right. Right. But they need the big they need a two hundred and fifty pound dude. Two hundred and sixty yeah. pound dude. To hold, to just, just to anchor there. a little bit more. Cause so like, that's what yeah, I see I look is Wemby too. Yeah, yeah Wemby's gonna be a nice help defender. I see a Milwaukee if they aren't able to retain Brooke Lopez wanting a Nurk to pair with Giannis. Mm. Uh, there's a few different things there. Like he's gonna have value. Um but so let's let's look at it though. Um, you could trade Nurk and get better through San Antonio. Maybe we get Zach Collins back, right? Where they're trading like some minor pieces, right? Uh and and we're able to get off Nurk. Uh here I'm gonna pull up a couple other things that I had here. Here it is. It's uh Spurs get Nurk and the Blazers get Zach Collins in a in a future lottery protected pick. So we're we're freeing up our cap space basically. To go and get a few more wings and and build out this team around, you know, probably picking Brandon Miller around and having the two timelines thing. And that probably doesn't work because I don't think we're good enough to do it. I just want to make that clear. But that's an option that's out there. Now you got the blockbuster trade. This is Mm -hmm. what I think, like, as fans, we've been waiting for, right? Is there a world where you trade and it has to be this package, Right. You're keeping sharp. That's our non-negotiable.
1: Neg- yep, that's the non-negotiable. We trade Simons, the,
0: the number three, Nazir Little. What other uh, cap you know cat filler needed? I think it's probably Keon Johnson or like Justice Winslow or whoever, right? To get a Pascal Siakam. To get a McCall Bridges. I think you're adding more picks if it's McCall Bridges, right? To get a uh, a Jalen Brown probably added more picks in that case too but that's this is what the package looks like you know it's simon's number three filler right so basically simon's scoot slash miller and filler is do you think that's enough to entice a boston a brooklyn or toronto so i'll pose that question first Mm. and then after that are you interested in any of those three players to pair with Damon Lillard losing some of our depth going that route? And again, I, okay. we're the Blazers GMs.
1: Okay. I We've talked about this off the air um, about how we feel like in terms of timeline and offensive fit, we think Pascal would probably fit pretty damn well. Um, but I also think though, like projectively speaking like we got Anthony who's already proven to be at least a 20 point per game scorer albeit he doesn't provide much else really um you take the third potential pick who who both pieces i think could end up growing into that value albeit not not like anytime soon and then you take the 23rd pick too and salary filler i I feel uncomfortable to give that much for Siakam, who at Lillard's age group, I feel like we'd be giving a lot of compromising our future for a win now moment while we have the asset already in front of us. Um, I do feel more comfortable giving those picks away to just someone that's slightly younger, like a McCall and Jalen. But I can also I th- f-
0: can I throw another name out there along sure. with it? Sure, sure. You heard the Pelicans rumors, right? God, dude,
1: it's every it's every Portland's wet dream, bro. Like I will say, I'm talking about Zion, right? Not who I was talking about. Ingram. Fuck yeah, give me Ingram. Fuck all these picks, bro. (laughs) Fuck everyone, bro. You gonna give me Brandon Ingram, bro? Oh. Oh my, Jason. Get, we can give our whole fucking roster away, bro. Except shaded and Dame. That's fine. Cause like that's how that's how much I love Brandon Ingram's game. Um, I think offensively he is probably one of the most balanced scorers in the league. Like, okay, so I,
0: there it is. We found our guy. Yeah. So if yeah. if New Orleans were to put Brandon Ingram in an offer, you 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 immediately flip and you're pandering to them now. What do you want? Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah.
1: Oh yeah, for sure, for sure.
0: Would you take Brandon Ingram over Jalen Brown? Yes. That's spicy. I like it. Yes, dude. I like it.
1: I, because also how I how I feel about this too, and maybe this is just me, but I think Brandon Ingram has proven, even without Zion on the floor, who, I guess if you were to compare them side by side. Um, the level of production i think like the upside for zion um at this point a lot of new orleans new orleans Pelicans fans would probably choose zion over ingram um but how i see it is like throughout this year and a half almost two years really because zion has not played very much at all brandon has shown that he can be the number one option on a team um And bringing him here with Dame, that's kind of what we've been looking for a little bit, right? Like a wing, obviously, he's truly like a skinny wing, but he can pretty much score on all levels. And he kind of does everything that you ask for on the offensive end. And we've been kind of asking for that because Dame is going to be the number one on our team. Don't get me wrong. But I think Ingram has shown that, dude, anytime Dame hits the bench, it's the Brandon Ingram show. You know, and I feel so comfortable with that over the Jalen Brown show, with the McCall Bridges show, right? Like Fair he's enough. done it for years enough, and that's why I'm so adamant about that. Like if we could get Ingram, I was like, come on.
0: So about getting Ingram, yeah, that's, I think we're talking about a different class of player now at this point. Oh yeah, right. Where I don't think because we are, and it, this is this has a little history and context to it. This is the New Orleans. Orleans Is the team we traded CJ to? Yep. Are they gonna want another one of our combo guard discards, or are they gonna say you we don't want Simons? This is a shade and sharp number three pick deal. If If it's if
1: it's shade and sharp, no, you're out. Yeah, no, I'm out. Uh, and also here's how I see it too, and uh, maybe this is just me. Right? But I think when you look at the Pelicans' roster, clearly it shows that CJ's the veteran, right? He's getting there in age, too. Here's the problem. I hate to say it, but his age definitely has shown in, in the playoffs over the past couple of years. I think it's shown that like as much of a leader as he is, for whatever reason, he's not been hot. His shooting's been kind of off. And how I see it in the Pelicans perspective, right, is they're like, well, if we really do get the third or second pick and there's a possibility that we can get Scoot and then we could have Anfernee in there as well, like now you have a backcourt that's interchangeable, whether you want to put Anfernee in the starting lineup or not, and then you can move off CJ. And that's how I would see it for the Pelicans future, because their timeline still is they're all relatively young. That would be my pitch. I'd be like, look, you really going to keep CJ for the next three years? Like, is that what probably you not. really want to do? No, probably not. So that's why I'm saying it's looking pretty enticing, man. You have someone that is a bona fide shot maker. I mean, as much as we clown Anthony, he's a bucket.
0: No, and and in, in this, let's not forget, like, in this scenario, the Pelicans are doing this so they can get Scoot Henderson. That's <laughs> yep. like the reason they're doing this we can't get lost in the sauce around the other players. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He would be their starting point guard in this yep. in this world, I think. Um So there's a is there a world where we make a trade with three Simons? You know, we do that deal. Let's just let's operate under the assumption we're we're going for Ingram and we can do it while keeping Sharp. Maybe we have to right. attach another future first, whatever it is, right? So we're looking at trading Simons number three, Nas. And um, Salary Filler, potentially another future first-round pick for Brandon Ingram. Yep. And I think we would maybe get the 14 pick back from New Orleans in that case. Right. So we get a, you know, some depth at 14, probably another wing, big type guy. Mm-hmm. And I do think that there's going to be a lot of good players at that point, so we could probably take a swing. Um, probably looking at like a a Bilal, Bali, Kobe Bufkin, Leonard Miller. We watched some of those guys on, mm-hmm. on the highlights. You know? Probably looking at that range. At that point, um, which which is fine, and then from there, is there another trade that we can make? Is there a, is? Do you think OG is still on the table at this point? Trading, you know, our other first round pick, our second round picks, another future first, and some other fit. Like is there, or is there, Am I getting to be wishful thinking here?
1: Definitely wishful thinking, because yeah, how enough. I see it too, right? We're talking about Ananobi, right? Yeah yeah like dude like memphis got turned down and i think it was like, it was four, like three picks right it was three or four first round picks
0: yeah okay all like, right no, i am just i gotta throw it out there
1: yeah no no i mean definitely i all kudos to you we're we're hopeful fans here you know what i'm yeah. saying like if we So, get, but in
0: this world <laughs> right in this world our starting lineup is dame Shaden sharp brandon ingram jeremy grant and Nurk. Or potentially Zach Collins for trading Nurk. If we trade, another you know, choose your own big, cheap big. I right. like it. You you still got you still got Matisse Diable. You still got Cam Reddish. You still got Justice Winslow. Like there's good depth there. We can go sign a nice veteran point guard. I think like that's that's going to be that's out the there. one
1: thing that Portland would need if we do make this move. We need a veteran point guard. You know who? And
0: I know we match. can't get him. Like it's like I know we can't. But if Portland could get Tyus Jones to be a backup point guard,
1: the best backup in the league.
0: (laughs) Oh my god, that would be awesome. Or like even again, wishful thinking, but like the kind of guy that I want to be like the Portland six man, a Marcus Smart would be awesome, just awesome.
1: You know who I think would be really good for Portland too,
0: Hmm. Milton. Mm, From Philly, yeah, yeah, I like that.
1: No, I mean like see that's that's the weird thing, right? If we really look at Portland's comp, we're like, okay, we need like a solid comparable wing. Like, obviously we thought Jeremy was gonna do that, but I kind of see Jeremy now as like he'd be like an an elite third option
0: yeah. offensively. Or even and I know I know I was making jokes last time we talked about this, I think off air, but Dylan Brooks making twelve million a year for yeah. three two, three seasons. <laughs> I mean, OK, like when you really he's not a starter on a any good team, but as a solid bench guy, like that's what that's his role. And I wouldn't hate that, you know,
1: right. My only thing, and this is why with Dylan Brooks, like fuck all the antics. We've we've heard this whole narrative with Dylan Brooks. OK, on the offensive side of the ball, what I've never understood about Memphis is why they let this man let it fly. Stupid. It's crazy. Stupid.
0: He could be Wes Matthews, though. That's what I see.
1: I could see that. And, you know, what if that's the role that he wants to take and he understands that, like, all right, Memphis's future is not working well, Portland would work very, very well. Because, like, let's be honest, like, Ja, a little bit of an instigator for sure. Like, he's got his own thing. But Dame's a killer. He's going to want to go to war with Dame. You know what I mean? Who wouldn't, mm-hmm. right? Like, no, if that's, I, I like, your mentality, agree. you know? I like that a lot. I like that a lot. If he doesn't shoot 20 jump shots a game. um. <laughs>
0: He and he won't. I'm up there. Yeah. I don't know. Also, Chauncey's a god awful coach, so maybe he will.
1: Please. Please. If he's our. I actually man, can't believe oh
0: just because we're talking about Portland, I gotta get one nonsensical rant in. What the fuck were they thinking? Not not taking advantage of the amazing coaches on the market.
1: I don't know, man. Like I don't D- know. Do Dame you, do you trust Chauncey? Like...
0: Do you trust Chauncey to lead this team to any sort of promised land?
1: No, because Chauncey won his two fucking championships in Detroit based on their fucking elite defense.
0: He only won one.
1: Oh wait, really? They they only won one in Detroit? Ah, okay. I thought they won two. I was tripping. Um, but Chauncey, like, dude, he's amazing floor general and good defender. Like, we're not asking for that in Portland. We don't have the, as someone would say, we don't have the facilities for that. You know, like. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta we gotta outscore teams that's like what we're looking at unless like of course i've talked about my dream case scenario four years ago would have been us trying to get paul george but um you know like i don't know if even if we were trying to go get pg right now i don't know how much he could anchor a defense for us you know what i'm saying at his age yeah, no,
0: I, I got you yeah all right so i think we we've kind of decided Would you agree with the direction we want them to go? The Blazers, we want to keep Dan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, we're hoping that this third pick can turn into Brandon Ingram, basically. Oh my god, yeah, dude. Simon's in third pick and more becomes Brandon Ingram. We re signed Jeremy Grant. Now we're at the point where we're making moves around the edges. Yeah, I'm gonna throw five to seven names at you that are free agents this next year.
1: Let's do it. Let's do just, it. I'll, or we'll, actually, I'll just
0: keep saying names. We'll go down the list. You just give me a yes or a no. If it's a yes, we'll we'll dive in. Gotcha. Gotcha. And if it's got to be reasonable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Money. I'm, I'm
1: looking at. I'm looking at the list too. So.
0: So James Harden, no. No. Kyrie Irving, no. No. Porzingis, that would actually be kind of cool, but no. Yeah. Fred VanVleet, don't need it. Chris Middleton, not leaving. Draymond Green. Probably not happening. You'd be
1: so nice that'd be good. for us. Like be objectively for us. would be good. I
0: would be yeah. annoyed, but <laughs> that'd be cool. Jeremy Grant, hopefully we're re-signing him. Vucevic.
1: That was one of the names I just looked at.
0: So Do are we interested? Would would this be one of the centers that we're saying, hey Chicago, would you like Nurk? Would you like another Balkan big instead? Maybe? <clears throat> Is there a swap there?
1: It's interesting.
0: sign and trade. I I
1: think both of them are not great in drop coverage, which both of them were asked to do. I I think it would be just
0: heavily disappointing their fan bases. Sounds like a fit.
1: Would I take Vooch over Nurk? Yes. You know, yes, I probably would. But I'm not paying him 25 a year.
0: I think he's going to get 18 to 20 over the next three years.
1: Okay. 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 All right. All right. All right. Okay. Vooch is up there.
0: Yeah. Okay. Brooke Lopez.
1: Portland's wet dream, bro. (laughs) If we could get a Brooke Lopez. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Kyle Kuzma. Probably not at the money he wants, right? But that would be good.
1: Oh man, dude, he's gonna be looking at at least minimum twenty, right? He's gonna be fighting. I think for he's 20 probably 25. looking
0: at like twenty five. That's what I was
1: thinking. That's what I was thinking. There's no way in hell we could afford Kuzma. So and also he has played out of his mind this okay. season too. So.
0: Honestly, I, and I don't. I think this is the the boring answer. Kind of just hope Washington maxes him or like close to it. Like I think that's probably the the best thing for both sides. You know? Yeah, I
1: mean they got rid of Rui, so
0: yeah. It's open yeah, for him. They mm-hmm. believe in him. He's had success. Why not? Like, right. Um, D'Angelo Russell, no. Could we get a Malik Beasley?
1: Hmm. Could we get a Malik Beasley?
0: He's on a team option with the Lakers, so they they mm. gotta not want him.
1: They gotta not want him. Nah, they're probably gonna keep him. Oh yeah, we'll club. See. Yeah, he's got team option. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: Austin Reeves. Can Can I get Can I interest you in an Austin Reeves?
1: <laughs> I wish. <laughs> I wish. All right,
0: this one this one, I didn't realize he was a, a restricted free agent and I think is genuinely interesting. Is there something there where we throw an offer sheet at Cameron Johnson?
1: Oh, man. Dude, Cam Johnson is He's nice. actually not as
0: young as you would think. He came in the league at 23, 24. Yeah, so he's
1: 28 now, right? 28, 29? He's
0: probably in his prime. Like He actually probably lines up pretty well with the Lillard timeline mm. to throw a four-year deal at. You know, like four years, sixty to seventy. I like that. I dude. If the money's there, you do that.
1: You know who else I think would be really, really cool? If maybe we could get him for cheap, if Dallas doesn't want him anymore? Dwight Powell. I think Dwight Powell. Yeah, I, obviously he came off injury and he doesn't look nearly as athletic. But also at the same time, I don't think he's had a full season to rest either, like one hundred percent. Like he he ended the season healthy, so it's like I don't know. He's pretty damn athletic. That'd be a nice little lob threat, roll threat for Dame.
0: Well, a guy, a guy in that same vein who I think would be like really, really good would be a Reid.
1: Oh, bro! But he's gonna get the bag. He's like, well, I maybe not
0: because he's also bag. coming off a. Of, I think he had to get surgery. a broken wrist yeah so i do think that they're i don't think he's gonna get nearly as much money as you think
1: Nasri would be incredible for portland um especially at the end of the shot clock too because like you know you'll see like portland when they play and it's like oh shit like we gave the ball to nurk with four seconds left oh shit (laughs) like yeah that's not gonna be a bucket but Nas Reed's kind of nice. He's kind of the end of the shot clock guy if like shit goes wrong and he has a nice mismatch. He's got a nice handle. Um and I think he definitely could make some moves for Portland if if he, that's in the realm of possibility.
0: Yeah. And no, that was the end of my list, so at least for what I pulled up. So I mean I I to to close the the Portland discussion, I guess. I think that this is um probably like the most enviable position that they've been in in years. Like I agree for years. it's felt like they're like a few picks out of the, the real range. Like they're in the mix this year during the draft. There's trade down potential. There's trade up to two. Make sure you get the guy. There's like a lot of kind of chicanery that can go down, you know? Um, so I'll be excited for the draft next week. What's a, are, are we watching the draft? How are we doing this? Well, I'm sure we'll figure this out. Off yeah, yet, but...
1: I'm sure. Uh, because the draft's on Thursday, though. It's
0: next Thursday. Yeah, if
1: it was a Friday, it'd be a little bit easier. I will let you know if I'm going to come down. Um.
0: Well, I might come down to Portland because Thorn's game following day. Oh, okay. So maybe maybe we'll be able to watch in Portland.
1: Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm down. Go to a bar or something. Yeah. Um, one more, actually, there's a couple names here that I do really like, but this is albeit with the caveat of kind of in the same realm as Matisse Stiebel, but Tory Craig, unrestricted free agent. I think that could That's be a, a very... That's a guy I like. It's a guy um, like. I like.
0: Don't, I don't know why he would leave, you know, right. sign, sign a exactly. minimum in, in Phoenix, but um, I, I But if we could throw him a, big,
1: a bit bigger of a bag, because he's making five mil, right, you know... Um Another one that could be interesting if maybe we could bring back Mason Plumley. Um, like that. He a good season. You know, he had a good season as well. And then let's see. Uh, he has a player option that I think he would opt out of. But if there was any realm of possibility that we could get Dante DiVincenzo, uh, I think that could be a I think really good kind He's
0: going to get paid.
1: I know, dude. He played way yeah. too well for. Warriors, young He's yeah young, but role. um but yeah those were just some names other than that and then hail mary over here if we trade nurk we should just go for andre drummond at this point
0: i'm a fan of that yep kind of have the lakers get him back too oh that'd be great but, um yeah that'd be great nah, man uh anything else that they anything else for for portland's sake real quick
1: nah nah we definitely All juice right. that out a little bit nah, hey man that's- I am pretty surprised, though, that when we were talking about the Pelicans, all the rumors have been revolving around Zion because of all those scandals and stuff. But it's like, now let's talk Ingram.
0: OK, because the reason I went Ingram is because I, you know, you hear all this stuff. I just don't think I don't think they would trade. Zion. This is remember all the shit um, about David Griffin going and playing piano for Zion and like, <laughs> like whispering sweet nothings to him. He's not fucking oh. trading him.
1: Oh my god, it would be He's so. He's not trading funny. him.
0: Like I think people forget what prize it was to get Zion. Oh yeah, it was basically like how we feel about Wemby right now. That's mm-hmm. how it was for Zion. It just was four years ago, and we forgot.
1: Right. Right. You know?
0: Yeah. So like, let's not forget. We've seen one real season out of the kid. And yeah, holy fuck, dude. The headlines are hilarious. Don't put your dick in crazy kids. Um, so
1: crazy, man. <laughs> when you have Bill Simmons talking about it like no nah, that's crazy bro it, it Dude, is actually kind of insane
0: <laughs> i i genuinely gotta say that that's one of the we're not gonna talk about it on the podcast i don't think but that's this is a this is grimy bro this not, is this is not gotten, pretty this is yeah it's gotten ugly
1: someone it's made not, it.
0: i'll say this it's not funny anymore yeah i just kind of feel that. bad for the guy
1: no nah, because someone made a twitter video i'll, I'll before we we dropped the topic and it was like oh that's why Zion likes Dallas so much cuz uh, there was two interviews where it's like hey where's the best
0: city to play i saw that dude dallas, i saw bro, that dallas
1: and then ingram looked at him yeah and he went eh, eh, and i was just like oh it's God, dallas it's
0: no dallas. that's fucking hilarious
1: yeah dude crazy stuff crazy oh, man. stuff man
0: all right well i think that about does it for the podcast let's uh let's say We'll have a draft recap sometime next week. Definitely. Fall week after that, we'll probably have to talk free agency. Mm -hmm. What's Mm -hmm. transpiring? When does free agency start? July first, June. July
1: first. Okay. Yeah.
0: Um. So we'll have that. We'll have some music stuff to discuss. I think we're still doing that hyperpop episode at some point. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, And yeah, there there will be there will be content sporadically throughout these next few weeks um this one will probably be going up either late sometime probably wednesday or thursday i'd say what do you think
1: Mm -hmm. yeah probably probably uh i could probably get it done mixed by tomorrow no later
0: than that yep sweet well thank you folks for listening uh if you listen to this whole portland trailblazers rant and and you're a fan of the team which yeah i hope you are reach out to us we want to talk about this we want your ideas. Geek mm-hmm. out about the Blazers and go. Hopefully, go see some some competitive games this next year. Yes, sir. But uh, thanks again uh, to everyone listening. Thanks, Andy, for for being here. Yes, sir. Um, and, and that'll do it. Cheers, everybody.
1: Cheers.